0: Welcome to Tubular Connections, a series where we make meaningful connections in the HSS, steel, and engineering communities. Here's your host, Brad Fletcher, Senior Structural Engineer at Atlas Tube.
1: Welcome, this is uh, Brad Fletcher, Senior Structural Engineer with Atlas Tube. And today, my guest is uh, Tim Gilbert with Tim Can Steel. Welcome, Tim. Oh, thanks, Brad, glad to be here. Appreciate you taking some time out of your day today to to sit down and chat. Uh, Here we are wrapping up the second day of the annual conference for the Structural Engineers Association of Ohio, uh, which I I was fortunate enough to speak at this this year and and to be a vendor. And so thanks for allowing me to be here. Uh, I know you've been involved with SEA over the years. Um, What's your level of involvement with it now?
0: Well, I'm currently the secretary of the organization. I've held various roles in the the past. I've been on the board of directors for, I served as a director for three years. And then I transitioned through some of the executive roles as president-elect, president, and past president. And my current term as secretary will be coming up at the
1: end of 2019. Okay, excellent, excellent. So uh, I have to say that I'm involved with a lot of different SEAs, uh, really enjoy this conference. I think it's well attended. I think the engineers are really engaged, and what I really love about it is the, the engagement with the students. I think the, the student chapters is a phenomenal thing, and i love to see them participating in this conference as well. That's one of the things our organization has put a big focus on, is
0: trying to establish uh, student, you know, work to establish student chapters. I mean, the CO is, would encourage the students to start the student chapters, and we're glad to work with them to do that. We're, we're not trying to, you know, drive that home too hard, like, you know, to, to force it to happen. It, it needs to be an organic uh, situation. But we've been fortunate enough to have several you know, universities throughout the state set up their student chapters, and we work to support them with educational awards, mentoring nights, events at their campus. will try and arrange for professionals to come to the campus and offer uh, insight into effective transitioning from your college atmosphere to the professional life uh, and, and what sorts of things a student might want to learn that are different than what's traditionally taught in the, the academic atmosphere.
1: That's great. I, you know, I think that's great. I, I think you know when I was a student at Purdue, it was like there was there were some great things that were going on there student-wise, but certainly we weren't engaged with any outside structural engineers. And so I think the fact that you guys are doing it, I think is a, a, great, a great thing. Now, I know you're also involved with the National Council of Structural Engineers Association, the NCSEA. So what, how are you involved at the national level?
0: For, for the, since about 2012, I've been either the delegate to uh, Structural Engineers of Ohio, CO, their delegate to uh, the National Conference or the alternate delegate to the national conference. I'm delegate again in 18 and the national conference is going to be coming up in October later this year and I serve as a liaison between the national and the you know state organization. It, at the, the national level is you know its members are the state organizations. So I am uh, this state's representative to that organization. And, you know, if I look to see what the other state organizations are doing, what's working well for them, what uh, actions do they have in, in their plate to take care of, and what can we share that's working well for us so that we try and, you know, serve the structural engineering community as best as we can.
1: That's great. Yeah. And, and we've been involved with the NCSEA as a, as a vendor and as a sponsor for a few years now. And I think it's a great connection between different engineers from different states, but also to some of the, the business that's mm-hmm. out there. And you mentioned the summit coming up in the end of October, which is going to be in Chicago this year. So anyone who's listening, I encourage you to, to come and, and join us there. So you're obviously a licensed structural engineer in several states. You work here in, in Ohio for Timken Steel. Tell us a little bit about Timken Steel and what they do.
0: Timken Steel is a steel producer here in the Canton, Ohio area, and we specialize in the production of special bar quality steel uh, and seamless tubes. What that means is we you know, bring in scrap. We produce steel through the uh, electric arc furnace process, and we specialize in producing a, a new each product that has very low level of defects, uh, very high strength, high resistance to chemical attack. It's the kind of product that's going to get used quite frequently in the automotive industry, in the oil and gas industry and uh, other heavy industries like that for very special applications okay. it, it's it's different than a lot of the steels that structural engineers are going to commonly be uh familiar with like you know, the a992 or you know a615 you know for rebar it's it, it's this is a different product you know we we We've got, and, and we can customize our, you know, production to a customer's, you know, specific needs. You know, if, if Honda comes to us and says, we need something that's got a certain Brunel hardness and it's got a minimum yield strength of 180 KSI with uh, inclusions of no bigger than five microns, you know, at so many, you know, parts per billion, we'll, we'll work with our team to try and, you know, strive to hit that. Exact mix with for those customers.
1: Yeah, that's great, and, and I think you. I was going to make a comment that it's kind of kind of steel that most structural engineers have probably never even dealt with or heard of before, and so to be exposed to that, I think is a great thing. So mm-hmm. I would imagine through either you know. Your interfacing with other social engineers or even through talking at, on this podcast, you expose people to other things that are out there. Because I think it's important for engineers to realize that A992, there's more to it than that, right? <laughs>
0: uh, and then and, and besides that, just the steel production uh, process is something that I personally find fascinating so
1: yeah I
0: loved I love being involved in the industrial side of
1: the business in you know, my whole career yeah so obviously as a structural engineer working for a steel company you're not designing with the products you make you're actually helping your company design the facilities that you work on is that correct correct what I'm uh, Filling in
0: as a role, you know, we've got as a production facility, our main focus is in getting the product made and delivered to our customers. And the engineering department within our company is it, it, all focused around that. It, it's mostly uh, mechanical engineers and electrical engineers who are tasked with, you know, in- ensuring that the process is effective as it can possibly be, the control systems are working appropriately, you know, we're, we're meeting the power needs and, and uh, all the things that go like that. you know Because in an, in an industrial facility, it's the, the process that's king. But in my role, I uh, undertake all the civil structural aspects of what needs to get done, and that can be anywhere from helping to provide foundations for a new saw that's going to be going in, a new uh, you know, exit system that we're going to be adding into our line so that we can you know, take products from somewhere along the production facility and, and, and you know conduct testing on it. Or putting up a new building around our, you know, in 2015 we put in a brand new heat treat facility from the ground up. So that was involved everything from initial conception to foundations to uh, getting the structure built, getting the equipment in place, getting the cranes erected, and you have, having it go into production you know, to you know, start serving our customers' needs.
1: That's that's great. Yeah, I mentioned there's a lot of challenges. I mean, uh, as someone who uh, worked not only in the commercial side of design for architecture and whatever, I did get dabble with a little bit in, in my career with industrial. Worked on some power plant stuff. So they are very different animals. So the industrial side, it's not you're not dealing with you know wind loads and snow loads in the tri- traditional way. You probably have other criteria which drives it a lot more.
0: Oh, a- a- absolutely. Uh, I-, I learned that early in my career. I was able to start, you know, when I graduated from uh, Cleveland State University, I started work for an electric power producer uh, in, the, uh, in the electric generation uh, utility industry. And it, it's, it's since become, you know, it was, with Centurion Energy, it's, it's become part of First Energy right now. And I worked 11 years in that field, and it just gave me a tremendous exposure to understanding the wide array of things that an engineer might need to account for. The thermal variations. In, in, in that particular industry, the uh, generation equipment is, is very large and very heavy. It's suspended from the top because it, gets, it winds up getting so hot that when it's hot, hot enough, it will, it's, loses its stiffness and can't wouldn't be able to support its own weight from below. Hmm. And so you've got, you know, several million pounds suspended, you know, 15 stories in the air. And it gave, you know, uh, uh, some really intriguing problems to the structural engineer. And I w- I've always been fascinated with that ever since, you know, I gained exposure to it early on. I went, uh, a- after that, I, w- I worked in the consulting industry for about 16 years. And I was fortunate enough to work in a segment of consulting where we also served heavy industrial clients, uh, primarily, and did, did work a lot in the in the power industry, the rubber and plastics industry, uh, and the steel industry as well, too. And you know, just by happenstance, through you know some of my associations with. Uh, a local cycling club that uh, I learned of a opening at Timken Steel, and uh, decided to explore that. And uh, about five years ago, I made the made the move over there.
1: Great. That's excellent. Well, obviously, you, you seem to enjoy it, and uh, it's, it's working out well for you. You mentioned you went to Cleveland State, so are yes. you originally from the Ohio area originally? or?
0: Yes. I, I grew up in Cleveland, uh, and I lived most of my life there. There was a short period of time that I, growing up, I did live in Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and but... We
1: you know that was only a short stint and then we came back to Cleveland as well too. Okay, and then you end up at Cleveland State and, uh, and you've been in the area ever since. I think it's great. So, yep. So one of the things that we were talking about earlier was you know engagement with young engineers and so uh, one of the things I always like to ask people is you know as as we get older and we hopefully gain some in, some experience and some perspective, one of the things we've heard and we've heard this a lot in the themes of a lot of the talks this week. It's about giving back to the younger prof- part of the profession. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, you know, is there any single tidbits or a couple tidbits of information or advice you would pass on to some young engineers? I
0: would encourage anyone that's looking, and re- regardless of whether they're just engineers or any profession, is to... Try and work on your communication skills by listening better. And I'm not going to say that I've always been good at this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, all, we all can get better at that, yes.
0: So, uh, but I think there's a lot to learn from other people that are somehow tangential to what you're doing. Some of the best lessons that I've had as an engineer have come back from contractor feedback getting out to the site and letting the contractor just unload on me uh, in in some rather colorful language. but taking it past, you know, what, what might be a, a, some sort of initial emotional response and, and looking at it as what is the lesson to be, you know, taken away from this. And, you know, I've had some really good experiences that way. And, you know, I, there, there are a few people out there that just want to, you know, or, or give the appearance that they want to, you know, just, you know, hammer the engineers. I think a lot of those guys that are good at doing what they do, want to share their insight. They want to be able to make the things better because they've got a stake in this as well too. You know the, the whole team involved from the conception process to the engineering to the, to the craftsmen that are building everything, take pride in what they do and, and they want to do it well by you know at least from my perspective, that's what I see. So if they can have got something to share, listen, try and try and, you know, and take it for
1: you know some way to possibly improve yeah I think it's a great point you know we as engineers when we come out of school you know we think we know something but at the end of the day we, we very quickly learn on the job that we're going to learn most of what we end up learning on the job and by able to get feedback from other people in the food chain because you know we design things in kind of in a vacuum sometimes sitting at a desk we need to get out we need to see what how it's built we need to get feedback from the people who are actually doing the building I think that's great advice yeah, if at all possible, that's something I would really encourage to do. Yeah, great. Well, Tim, I appreciate your, uh, your, your candor and your time today. You know, I know our paths will cross again. We'll be at the NCSEA, as we said earlier, uh, later in October. So I kind of appreciate uh, you sharing your thoughts with us today. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Thanks, Tim.
0: Thanks for listening to Tubular Connections. You can learn more about designing with steel HSS at atlastube.com.